Okay, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to our first guest, which is Nathan Caton, friend of the pod, and I'm sure you've seen him starring not only on TV, but also on the quizzes that we were doing on the Instagram Live over lockdown. Nathan, how are you? I'm good, mate. Uh, how are you, mate? You, you cool? Yeah, doing really well, thank you. First of all, thanks very much for agreeing to uh, being part of our podcast journey. Super excited to have you on board. Uh, I know it's time that you are investing us, so really, really appreciate that. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to hearing your MBA journey. <laughs> Thanks. You say that now. Uh, after two hours of Toronto Raptors, you might be like, okay, can we wrap it up, please, dammit? Well, as you know, in the media, the Raptors feel like they don't get the coverage they deserve. So I'm just saying, we're just throwing it out there. Episode one, we're getting some serious Raptors content in there. So we can't be banded with the same as the US media. Uh, right. So we'll, we'll jump straight in. I appreciate so, it. Thank you. So, how the pod's going to work is it's almost like chapters of your story. So I'll just run through each chapter very quickly. So we've got the journey, which is kind of your experiences any interesting merchandise that you've got. Uh, this is me section, so that might involve anything that you do, maybe when you watch games or around a game day. And then there's also going to be an NBA UK fans starting five. You are the lucky person who gets to pick the first starting five. So for at least one episode, your starting five will be the NBA UK fans starting five, which is which is a pretty cool start. Nice. I've, I've, oh, that's, that's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure, but it's also a lot of power. So all I would say is feel free to stick in anyone that you've got a particular bias towards because when I come to do mine, Joakim Noah will definitely be going in there and he probably won't be staying in there for very long. So feel free to put anyone that you've got a particular bias to. <laughs> okay, noted. Okay, <laughs> but you, you've opened the front gates now. It's just going to be Raptor after Raptor after Raptor. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. So the first section is in the beginning. So that is what makes you a Toronto Raptors fan and why are you a Toronto Raptors fan? Okay, cool. Uh, well, we've got to go way back then. So I became a Toronto Raptors fan. It would have been in the year 2000, I think it was. And it all stemmed, well, basically, it was kind of like all of the stars aligned up and it led to Toronto because I have... I've got family, I've got lots of family in Toronto on both my mother and my father's side. And then, so in 97 or 98, I went to Toronto for the first time to see my family. And I basically fell in love into Toronto. We'll know that it's, it's an amazing city. It's lovely. Um, Toronto for me kind of feels like London, because I'm a Londoner. It feels like London, but friendlier and cleaner. And I just love the vibe. I love the, the people, but they were great. I had always been a basketball fan because my my family, like my my mum, my granddad used to watch basketball, so I, I knew of basketball and I I knew I I enjoyed it, but I didn't have a team. And then in two thousand, I was watching the it was All Star Weekend. I was watching the uh, the slam dunk contest. It was the, the the famous Vince Carter one. You know, the, do the legs slam. He looks up points, and the commentators are like, "It's over, it's over." <laughs> and I was I remember just being absolutely in awe and mesmerized. Vince Carter and I was like wow this this guy's amazing you know um, oh, it's, it's how, how is he doing this and then he was wearing a Toronto Raptors jersey and it's like okay it all makes sense now I have family in Toronto I love the city of Toronto this guy plays for Toronto that's it it makes sense 
everything's pointing for me to be a Toronto Raptor. So from that moment on, I was a Raptors fan and little did I realise that that would probably be one of the only highlights in the next 20 years supporting them. But that's what that's what got me to be a, to be a Raptor. Vince Carter was the 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 nail the nail that that, that sealed my uh, my my Raptor allegiance. I think you're probably not alone there with Raptors fans in that being sort of a key reason why they follow the Raptors if they're sort of the same sort of age as you. Um, definitely. Have you seen the uh, documentary on Netflix? I'm guessing you have. It's probably a silly question. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's amazing. Uh, I, I, w- I watched it with my, with my girlfriend, who's uh, she's not really into sports, but even after that, even she was like, okay, I see why you support Raptors. I'm going to join you. I'm like, well done, baby. That's the correct answer. Um, yeah, <laughs> brilliant That's documentary. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. The thing that really struck me at the start was um, not knowing a great deal about it was the, the fact that they used to play in that old stadium when I remember just seeing the sort of pan from the distance where it looks literally looks like the NBA sort of section that they've used of the stadium is just for like it's like from the borrowers movie or something yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. all in the corner <laughs> it looked like a really bad sports hall yeah yeah but to be fair it came came pretty good for you eventually so i actually think that that's really nice in terms of you've got you've got connections there you've got family there and you just kind of had something that was from your childhood that drew you to them and sort of connected the dots in terms of having the family and then seeing the the dunk contest, etc. So um, that's really cool. Thank you very much. Um, Absolutely, mate. Anything else in terms of reasons why you're a Raptors fan apart from that? Is it, are you sure it's not just the dinosaur? Uh, the well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It does help that, that, that their jerseys, uh, especially at, at, at that time, you know, the old, the, the old dino jersey, it was a cool look, yeah. you know, the white and the purple. Um, yeah, I mean th- that does help. Um, that you know, it, it was it's quite stylish back then. Ju- Jurassic Park had just come out, so obviously dinosaurs <laughs> were, were were the in thing. And yeah, uh, just I don't know. Yeah, it just it just felt like there was uh, there was some sort of meaning to me supporting Toronto. I, like I didn't just watch NBA, see a player that I liked, and pick that team. Just randomly, there, there was there was more to it than that. You know, it's like I've got family there, so if I were to move there, you know, I can go and watch my team. I've got f- family who support Toronto Raptors as well, and so it kind of it, it, it all made sense. It was like it was like I it's like I didn't choose the Raptors; the Raptors chose me. That's so cheesy, but it's true. I love that. Yeah, I think to be honest, as as we sort of sort of go through the episodes of this podcast, I think that you'll have that in common with a lot of people. Um, the the people that I talk to, they tend to have a reason. It's not just a little bit like football. You'll probably associate with this a little bit in the UK. It's like, oh, my uncle went to the Trafford Centre once, so I support Man United. It's a, bit, <laughs> it's a little bit more than that usually with some people like choosing their NBA team, which is one of the things that I find really cool and one of the reasons I wanted to do the pod. So uh, that's a really great start. Thank you. So the next one is the journey. I'm aware that this might be sort of broader or quite narrow for people, depending on how long they've been an NBA fan and their experiences. So um, this is kind of tailored towards any experiences going to games, meeting players, seeing anything to do with the media, etc. So would you like to talk about your Toronto Raptors journey? Okay, so my journey. So, so I started supporting them at uh, 2000. For long, long time, a lot of my journey just involved me watching them like on 
on television here in the UK or, yeah. you know, like fighting, going on the internet to see what the score was. Oh, we've lost again. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, for, for a long part, that was what it was like to be a Raptors fan. But I guess the, the standout part of the journey for me would have been obviously 2019, the championship winning year. But it, it, it was even more special for me because I was actually in Toronto for part of that journey. Round one of the playoffs, I was there. It was, it was my, my girlfriend's and mum's birthday and I had some gigs there. I mean, deep down, I planned it so that I could be there for the playoffs. But let's just go with the fact I was there for work. <laughs> if 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 any if anyone's asking, I was there for work, and it was my girlfriend's mom's birthday, and I, I was yeah, I was in Toronto for for round one uh, against Orlando Magic. I remember th- uh, the days leading up to the first game, there was there was buzz around the city, like ev- everywhere they had there was Raptors merchandise on sale, Raptors merchandise put up in windows and stuff because we had a really good regular season, finished second, and to the Bucks. Ka- Kawhi was was doing amazing things for us and we kind of felt like there was it, was it was unspoken but people had belief that we could do something and just to be in that around that and just be in that atmosphere uh game one I wanted to get tickets and couldn't get tickets so um uh I went to I was I was outside Scotiabank in, in Jurassic Park nice uh, yeah that looks really cool oh well <laughs> it was more than cool it was bloody freezing man um <laughs> Yeah, Toronto in early April, summertime hadn't kicked in yet. So, because right. to- Toronto it is it's two extremes, it's either really hot or it's just absolutely ridiculously freezing. Like, how are you people still alive? So I was outside Jurassic Park watching it on the big screen. Uh, we we lost DJ Augustine, he drained the like a last second three, and we lost. But there was there was there was still that that that. I don't know. I, I kind of felt like everyone kind of thought, "Don't worry, it's game one. We always lose game one. We'll be back." <laughs> and because we all, we, that's what happens. It, it always happens to us. Like, I remember that that game, Carlisle. We didn't score any points, and it was, everyone was like, "Okay, that's this is game one. That's that's what happens. That's that's what we do." I remember looking at my girlfriend because she was with me. And I was like, "I'm so sorry, babes. Just don't worry. It does get better. <laughs> it does get. It's not. Trust me. It, it's not always like this because like." Before when we were back home in the UK, I was staying up late to watch games and stuff, and you know we were winning most of the time. And then she was like, "This is what you stay up for. This is awful. <laughs> we've, we've just lost." I was like, "Don't worry, yeah. it will get better. All right, trust me. Game two will come back. Right." So I, we got tickets because my, my girlfriend was like, "We've come all this way, and if you don't get tickets, you're going to be in a mood on a plane, and even when we get back, you're going to be bitching and complaining about it. Just get these tickets. We got the tickets." And yeah, just to be in the Scotiabank was the atmosphere was oh man, buzzing. You know, people giving out free T-shirts, which I, which I've still got by the way. That's that's, that's my, nice. my 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 special gym T-shirt. Uh, yeah, and yeah, we we blew out the magic, and my girlfriend was like, oh, okay, I see. And even she was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I, I see. This is this is fun. And she's not she's not a sports fan, but she's like, this is fun. I like this. Yeah. And um, we got we got a picture taken. Well, it's during halftime or whatever, but we're, we're inside. And uh, I've, I've now got that picture and I blew it up into a canvas size and it hangs above my bed now. So it's <laughs> me, and my girl, me and my girlfriend wearing Toronto Raptors shirts in the Scotiabank Love in the that. same, in the, in the championship winning year. Um, I remember when I, when I first got it done, I, I did it without asking my girlfriend, but even she was like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, of all the pictures to have, I, I, yeah, I, 
that that picture makes sense to go above our bed. I was like, yes, there's no argument that is going above our bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, oh mate, she, she is. Yeah, if, if she if she weren't about to, it would have ended a long time ago. I think. <laughs> but yeah, the, that, that, that's, that atmosphere that, must have been insane. Because you watch it on the TV and you even like you see players that play for sort of like have played in Olympic Games and stuff and they all just they all comment oh, when when it, whenever the game finishes win or loss they talk to the opposition that's all they say in sort of post game interviews. Yeah, um, well that the atmosphere was crazy. I mean not not just even even I mean round one the atmosphere was amazing, but by the time you got to the finals, given the journey that we had been on, being two 0 down to uh, to the box and then coming back. Oh, um, the 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 seventy sixers. That's that series, the Philly series. Oh my goodness, that 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 last minute. You know, Kawhi is this the dagger? Oh man, um, that was that crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> the weird thing was, um, I, I I didn't actually watch that game live when it happened, so I, I didn't realize the drama that unfolded because game seven against Philly, I was in Ibiza. I was in a nightclub in Ibiza with my girlfriend, right? And I was, I kept on checking my phone repeatedly. Basically the whole night, my girlfriend was like trying to, you know, dance with me, you know, just trying to you know, get a grind on. And I'm just standing there like an absolute wooden tool, just looking at my phone going, oh man, 84, 84, 86, 84, 86, 86, just, <laughs> just the whole night. And then eventually I saw the final score was in 92, 90 or 94, 92. And I was like, oh, okay, we've won. Just thinking that, you know, it was, it was maybe a, a close game, but I didn't realise the actual drama. Until I got back to my hotel room, I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh. And th- and then the first thing I did was uh, I, I texted my brother because he's a 76ers fan. <laughs> and then uh, and then when I got back to, back, back to the UK, first time I saw him, um, I didn't. I didn't even have to say anything. I just did that. The, the Kawhi pose when he's on, like squatting down after making a shot. He's like, oh, "Shut up." <laughs> That's one of the iconic pictures ever. Like every time I look at that picture, I see somebody else's reaction that's different. I, I remember the day after, just stare. I was at work on my break, just zooming in on different parts of the picture just to see people's faces. It's really, really great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you no. Know when, when that shot went in, that's. That's when I thought, you know, this is one of those things that it's kind of, it's meant to be. This could be our year. Because uh, I remember that, that that particular year, us, Bucks, Celtics, and 76ers, and we were all pretty, pretty well matched. So whoever came out on top really would have deserved it. But when we came out on top against the Sixers, I was like, okay, this, this could be us, you know. I think this, this could be our year. Yeah, it's them sort of moments where it kind of leans in your favour just slightly and you think, okay, this is the sort of look that you actually do need because it goes the other way and and the Raptors are talking about the same season again, aren't they? Um, exactly. So it's definitely, exactly. definitely little things like that that sort of make you feel like it could be your year. How much do you think the atmosphere plays into sort of their advantage? Because I've always noticed that it tends to get under people's skin. I know there's that famous line, there's a guy who owns a shoe store in Dubai and uh, he's got the poster from the game that says, uh, I don't give a damn about no Drake night <laughs> from, the, uh, from KD. Like, and obviously KD and Drake are quite good friends, but he was clearly under it, under the skin of all the all the Warriors. So do you think it plays a big part? Uh, yes, definitely. The, 
been in the Scotiabank and been outside in Jurassic Park, like hearing the noise and seeing how how pumped the audience get, definitely, it definitely has, and it plays an advantage for us because it, it can be so intimidating, you know, yeah. the, the, the roar, you know, you got the you got Nav, the super fan, um, he, you know, waving his his shirt and making noise. You you got you got Drake, the second coach. Yeah, it's like it's like kind of like kind of like pests. It's like if you, I, I imagine if you're on the other side, you're probably thinking, oh, just shut up, guys. Okay, yeah, we get it. It's all of Canada. Yeah, just shut up now. But we don't. We keep on making noise. Um, so I think yeah. it helps. It really does. I mean, it's, it's going to be a shame, you know. But, we're not going to be in Toronto for, for this season at the moment, but when we're back, oh mate, we're gonna we're gonna bring the noise. Yeah, it's one of them. It's one of them places where they really sort of push the limits on what's kind of stepping over the line and being a little bit too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the other one that springs to mind is the the guy in who's a Charlotte Hornets fan that was he was kind of going back and forth with D Wade yeah. in the playoff series. That it just kind of like gets to the point where you're like, okay, is it is this too much or? Uh, or is this cool? Yeah. So I actually, I actually think it's really cool. But I guess it's just when it gets abusive that it steps over the line. It doesn't seem to be like that in Toronto. It seems to be more banter than uh, than anything that's sort of, sort of untoward. So I enjoy yeah. it. I, it's the sort of I think it's the sort of thing that we're missing from sport at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're not abusive. We're just you know we're just like you know it's, it's, it's a gentle nudge. Over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not breaking the rules. We're just, just bending it slightly, seeing how flexible we can be. Yeah, that's a really cool experience, though. I think one of the things that you don't tend to appreciate until you go to the US, just how big sport is in their culture. Obviously, we've got football here that's huge, and that's obviously really prominent. But I think when you go across to the US, you really feel that they live and breathe it. Everybody does. Every, everybody's got a team. Even if they're not a huge sport fan, they've got a team. So I remember the, um, I think it was a 2010 summer when it was LeBron's doing his decision. Obviously, the Bulls are one of the big players in that. So I went to a Cubs game all around the baseball park in the windows of all the bars. They just had signs up that said, free beer for LeBron. Because <laughs> it, it was the summer, obviously, and they couldn't do anything sort of around the basketball games. They were just putting signs up around all of the sports venues, <laughs> trying to get him to come. So I remember looking at that and being like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Intense. Yeah, we, uh, we, we did the same thing for, uh, for, for Kawhi. It was like, yeah. <laughs> Kawhi eats free. But you get the vibe, don't you? When you're there, it's just, it's everything, every business, every shop, everything, that everyone is sort of got an opinion on it and pushing for it. And the passion there is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. And also, it, just, it felt like it was something that united people. No matter like what your background was, everyone came together. Like I remember uh, being in a bar, 2019 in Toronto, and just start randomly talking to like random people ab about the Raptor season. And like it's people who like... If you saw us together, you would never assume that we that we're mates or anything. But just that the energy and the vibe from the basketball season, and you know the possibility of you know winning the championship, it was yeah. bringing people together. People were you know chit chatting. People were in a good mood. We were all just united by you know just this this amazing Raptors season. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think as well, you get you get people talking to you, don't you? If you are wearing a jersey or something, even if you are somewhere in the US that's not Toronto, if you were wearing a Raptors jersey and you saw someone from Toronto, they would stop you in the street and they would they would talk to you about it. It's just it's, like you say, it's something that connects people and sort of brings them together. Yeah, definitely. So, and I, I think you get that a lot. You'll be wearing you'll be wearing a, a Cubs hat and 
you walk down the street and someone someone yell go Cubs at you. You don't really, really get that in the UK so much. But um, I think it's quite really cool. Like you say, that it kind of brings people together. Yeah, it happened to me. I think I was in, I was in Paris and happened to be wearing a Raptors jersey and so, so, someone just yelled out, "We the North." I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> even in Paris. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Right, so I'm going to move on to the next chapter, which is uh, merchandise. So this is just an opportunity, uh, you've kind of touched on one already, but any interest in merchandise linked to the NBA or the Raptors in particular or anything that you collect sort of along those lines as well? Okay, so I mentioned the uh, the, the picture that I've got of me and my girlfriend at the Scotiabank, which I've now turned to a canvas above my bed. I've got the usual, like the, the got the jerseys, I've got the, 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 the white dino jersey. Which is my favourite one. I've got the uh, what jersey I've got. I've got Kawhi jersey, the the red City Edition W one when uh, W wall when we beat Golden State to win the championship, and a few other jerseys. I've got the Raptors hats. I've got a black hat, my black Raptors hat, which I wear probably too much. It probably stinks now, but um, <laughs> yeah, stage. If you, yeah. If you if you ever see me at a gig and I'm wearing a hat, that's the hat I'll be wearing. Other other Raptors things I've got. I've got the, the Raptors shirts that I got when I went to. To the uh, to the Scotia Bank, which I, I now wear my gym shirts that I wear. It bothers um, me a little bit that you wear that to the gym, you know. Why? Because you can overdo that, and that's going to be cracked and in pieces. And in fifteen years, you're going to be like, "Oh, remember that really cool T-shirt that I got from the playoff game, which is now doesn't exist anymore because I wore it to the gym every day." No, but no, I don't wear it every day. I've got, but also I've got like three, so I can alternate. Okay, so you, you need to just keep one. Just keep one. Do me a favor. Take one of those three and just. Put it somewhere special, and you can you can but have then, big, big gym sessions in the other ones. But honestly, I'm telling you, mate, I'm the same with some of my Stoke City shirts that I wore in the past and ruins. And I'm like, I see them on like throwback <laughs> highlights, and I'm like, ah, why? Why did I do that? Just I'm, I'm telling you, man, you need to look after one of them because that that's really cool and unique. And like you say, it's it's a it's a really special memory for you. So. That's my advice on that. <laughs> okay, but then, but then I never get to wear it if I if I put it away because obviously the only other time I go out is when I go to gigs, which is why I wear it at the gym because then I can show it off then. But you could you could wear it to the next Raptors game that you go to, and people will be like, "Wow, you were here in that series." <laughs> okay, okay, that's a good point. Okay, I see. Okay, all right, mate, you got me there. You got three, man. <laughs> Just take take two to the gym. People people chat to you about them at the gym. Just bank one somewhere and keep it safe. I'm telling you, you'll, you'll okay. thank me in twenty years. <laughs> just, just very quickly if, on the, uh, if it still fits me by then yeah yeah just frame it if not it's fine you'll meet Kyle Lowry and he might he'll have a walking stick and he'll use the other hand to sign it, and then frame it. Perfect. <laughs> just really quickly you touched on the jerseys earlier and I, I kind of I forgot to just ask you something so when you were a kid I think yeah. there's very much a feeling about those jerseys that they are cool now but they were terrible then. You know, some things kind of like grow with yeah. age. You get with like the retro football kits, don't you? You'll see like David Seaman's goalkeeper shirt from 96 and everyone, it literally looks like your nan's old curtains, but it just looks really cool because <laughs> it's throwback. Do you think, did you find it cool then or is it cool now? I, It was okay then, but it's really cool now. <laughs> yeah. At the time, I didn't think anything of it. I thought, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, nice, nice, nice designs and stuff. Although no, the Raptors one though, the Raptors one was nice though because they had a dinosaur on it. But there's the other teams. For example, I remember like old school Super, Seattle SuperSonics jersey. Yeah. Thinking, wow, this is this very very colourful. Jeez. Whereas now <laughs> I look at that, look, I think actually that's that's nice, you know. Yeah. 
there's definitely a nostalgia that grows and then you, you you start to sort of think that maybe maybe people that don't have the same sort of association with the sport would look at it and think what the hell are you wearing yeah but because you're connected to it it kind of becomes nostalgic and you, you really like it I've, I've shown a few to my wife i've said oh i might buy this you know that like nike are doing the sort of throwbacks now i might buy this mm. one and she's like uh okay <laughs> so, <laughs> you have to. Um, so i think there's definitely something it's nostalgia that sort of sort of makes it grow but i was just interested to get your views on it maybe back then um because i feel like there's a bit of a thing of no one likes them back then and they do now um so that's really interesting anything else on the merchandise front mate before we move on I've got, uh, oh, I've got, this is very, very random, and it's not even Raptors, though, but I've got an action figure of uh, Rage on Rondo. <laughs> okay, um, where did you get this uh, from? from? From his Celtic days. I think my brother got it for me. My brother got it for me years ago, because, like, I think it was when, obviously, when Celtics had their their, um, their title, the title win, with you know, Garnett and Paul Pierce, etc. But... Rondo was my favorite player on the Celtics team. I didn't even know I didn't. I wasn't a Celtics fan, but I just appreciated Rondo. I liked I liked his playmaking skills. Yeah. Uh, um, and I've, I've always been a, a fan of, of Rondo. Uh, I, I, I think he's a very good player. Uh, sometimes underrated. And so my brother got me an action figure. It's like a little, I don't know what's this, maybe fifteen centimeter by ten centimeter board, which is. Painted like a basket, uh, basketball court, and then I've got like a little stick, and then the action figure is on the stick, and you just it just spins. That sounds awesome. I said, I feel like I need to see. <laughs> we need to put a picture of this out when we when we put the episode out because that sounds amazing. <laughs> I will take a picture and send random. it to you. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's so it's so random. Um, I don't know where my brother got it from, but yeah, he got me that. That's like my my Rajon Rondo appreciation. Love that. that. Yeah, we definitely need a visual for that, I think, when we drop the pods, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next chapter is This Is Me. So this is really when, I know obviously we struggle in the UK to sort of keep up with every game. I'm sure people in the US do the amount of regular season games there are, but when you know that you're going to watch a game and you kind of set yourself for it, what is your routine mm. in terms of watching a Raptors game is there something in particular that you do or somewhere that you watch it or any traditions that you've got around that okay so it for me it always depends on like if I'm gigging or not and also it also depends on if we're playing on the east coast or the west coast because if I'm playing, if I'm playing on the west coast it means I have to go to sleep first and then wake <laughs> up yeah but if, if we're at, at home so it's normally maybe like a, a midnight start it's cool I get home from my gig the girlfriend's asleep so I'll go into the living room, set up the TV and stuff. Sometimes, like if, if playing on like a Friday, Saturday, I'll treat myself, uh, get get some get some chicken wings, all right? Because mate, I I like to pig out while I'm watching the basketball. Get some chicken yeah. wings, hundred percent. And a must, a must in true dedication to Canada, A and W root beer. Nice. Has to need to have A and W root beer, which I I order specially. Um, and I, I probably pay way too much for it, but it's that nice that I don't care. I just, I, oh man, it's so good. Yeah, NW would be. I pop it into the fridge like a few days before, just so I know it's there waiting for me. See, so, yeah, some hot chicken wings, NW root beer. Put the game on. I make sure I close the door because like I, I, I tend to make noise <laughs> sometimes. 
especially if that because the refs always they've always got some sort of dodgy call. I don't know. It's like they don't want Canada to win, and yeah, and that that that's that's pretty much how I'd watch the game. It's me, chicken wings, A and W root beer. And totally associate with the uh, closing of the door because obviously similar sort of thing for me. Bulls are uh, an East Coast team, so I, I do the same sort of thing. And I don't know if you find it. I don't know whether it's because the drama's building or what, but always seems to be the fourth quarter that you're loudest. And um, <laughs> obviously, because you, you, you're making the commitment to stay up late, the ending, if it's close, very much dictates how the next day is going to go for you. Yeah. Because it's so close, isn't it? It kind of just like yeah. it, it kind of just drains into the next day. So yeah, the emotion yeah. is still there. Yeah, definitely. Although there's been a few occasions when I've watched the game in bed because weirdly my girlfriend likes the sound of basketball as she's sleeping or as, she, as she's falling asleep. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird uh, for her. The, the the squeaking of sneakers on the court is an aphrodisiac for her. Apparently, yeah, she, she's she enjoys it. So there's been a few games where I've I've been in bed watching next to her and then and then eventually she gets annoyed when i'm making noise or jumping about it's like well you said you want me to watch it in bed what are you complaining for yeah my wife's not really verbalized that but she used to stay up for the tip off the balls game and be asleep five minutes later so maybe it's maybe it's (laughs) and yeah the, the thing that used to and when I said about the fourth quarter, I used to be absolutely furious. I say used to be because I'm on a bit of a different schedule now. I've been in Dubai, but when I was in the UK, I remember being absolutely livid if they lost. Just if it was a close game and they lost, because I committed all that time to staying up till like three in the morning, and they'd ruined yeah. it for me. And now the rest of my weekend was going to be out of sync, <laughs> going to bed furious, not sleeping for another hour. <laughs> I remember uh, it was last season. What game was it? Dallas. I think it was Dallas. Yeah, when we were down like thirty points, and I, I went, I went to bed. I didn't even stay up for for the third quarter. I thought this is embarrassing. That's how I went to bed at half time when we were down how many thirty points. Woke up the next morning. I thought oh, let me just check the score. Hopefully we got it back. You know, maybe within fifteen, and we won the game. I was like, damn it! Why did I go to bed? Yeah, I can't associate with that one. Sorry. The uh, the Bulls' trajectory has been very different to the Raptors' trajectory. I think it's, I started sporting the Bulls in 2010, so it's uh, it's been a steady oh, man. decline. It's not been fun. Yeah, talk about <laughs> the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, man. It's, uh, yeah, I'll explain a little bit more when I do my my episode anyway. Okay, Nathan, the last section is the NBA UK fans starting five. And as we mentioned at the start, you're in a very privileged position mm-hmm. that you get to name the very first NBA UK fans starting five. So just to be clear on that, that is your starting five. It's not who you think the greatest five of all time is. It's personal to you. So I, for okay. me, I'm going to name people that I've got, I've got a personal connection with. So Nathan Caton, who is your... NBA UK fans start. Uh, okay, I could easily go and name all five Raptors, but I'm not going to be like, I'm going to be slightly like impartial. Two Raptors in my all time starting five. First one is Mr. Toronto himself, uh, arguably the greatest Raptor of all time, Kyle Lowry. Okay, I can't leave him out. Love Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is, is that's, that's my girlfriend's favorite player. She's she, she he's, he's he's the one person that she remembers. So it's, how how's live every time like I'm watching the Raptors, she's like, is he playing? <laughs> yeah, he's like, babe, he's playing. Um, so yeah, Kyle Lowry, and the other Raptor is uh, the man who who got me into being a Toronto Raptors fan, Vince Carter, Air Canada himself. Okay, so I'm nice. going to shut those two in. 
Big man, I'm going to go Shaq because he is the most dominant center that I've seen in my time watching basketball. And uh, and also, I think he's a funny guy. You, know, you watch him on like NBA, NBA TNT. I think he's a very funny guy. But Shaq, for me, would be a center. The other two, all right, this, this is hard because there's a lot there's a lot of great players that I'm leaving out. But you said it's personal to me. So I'm going to go. So we've got Lowry. You've got Carter. You've got Shaq. Okay. I need a guard and a forward. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Kobe. Again, because he... He, from my generation watching basketball, like he was the guy. Like you know, people slightly older than me, it was Jordan. But for me, my generation when I was watching basketball, Kobe was the guy. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kobe, one of the greatest guys to ever do it. He just had to drop 81 against the Raptors. But hey, listen, I I'll take my hat off, man. Um, fair play to him. So I'm gonna go Kobe. The last player. Oh man. The last player that I'm gonna go for. Oh, do, 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 do. This, is, this is tough. I've had time to think about it, but it's still tough. There's so many players that have oh, that popped into my head. Uh, gosh. The last player <laughs> that I'm gonna choose. Uh, probably be. Ray Allen. Nice. Yes. Any particular reason? Any any sort of connection with that? I can kind of see the other ones just for being sort of either Raptors connected or sort of... Um, because you've got basketball films. Nice. And, yeah, I mean, he's one of the greatest shooters ever as well so that 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 helps but he got a he got a game is that's that's one of my favorite films and so yeah i kind of feel like i have to have to put him in just for that yeah i really like ray allen too to be fair i mean he's had one of the iconic moments of sort of my nba journey as well but i think i realized so i actually saw him speak recently at an event in dubai and uh felt a little bit Mm. guilty because everyone associates him for that shot and then when you listen to his story and sort of how dominant his career was and how committed he was in all areas of his career. And he's kind of just remembered for being sort of the, uh, just for the shot really. And just being like a bit part player on that heat team quite often. So that's a really great shout. I like that one. Mm -hmm. And I I imagine if we get Rich Rich Barrett on, he'll definitely be naming him. Maybe not. Who knows? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right, um, that that's the end of it, Nathan. So that's how the pod's going to work. It's going to be those main sections. That was awesome. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Uh, that is Nathan Caton himself and basketball. This is the Me, Myself and Basketball podcast. Nathan, please take a minute to... You, I'm not going to let you do this on every episode, but please take a minute to plug yourself. So uh, I'm on Nathan.Caton on Instagram, Nathan Caton on Twitter, and also Nathan Caton on Facebook. My website is NathanCaton.com, where I'll be posting up, you know, all gig listings and stuff. Um, but I'd also do it on social media. So, yeah, find me on social media on my website. Yeah, get onto the social medias because um, I'd definitely say from a personal point of view, for someone who's had, we've all had a difficult year, but you've definitely 
kept the laughter going on social media. I've really enjoyed social media this year. So thank you very much for me on that. And also thank you very much for all the support you've given in terms of doing the quizzes on Instagram um, and for getting involved with this podcast. I'm really looking forward to listening to the episodes that I'm not involved in. This is the (laughs) NBA UK Fans podcast. And it is, of course, by the fans for the fans. Thank you very much, Nathan. Oh, mate, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me.